Since 1983, Copenhagen Modern Furniture has showcased Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories. Now, at Copenhagen, save $500 on any stressless signature or leg comforter recliner model. For more ways to save, shop online at copenhagenliving.com or visit the showroom on Breaker Lane. Copenhagen Modern Furniture, Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary since 1983. I've approached the whole thing basically with the attitude that there are like 6 billion people on this planet and, you know, however many of them have kids. If they can do it, I can do it. I feel like I'm at least in the top 50% maybe of humans on the planet. I don't know. Welcome to I Love You So Much, the podcast about people, places, and things we love about Austin. Our podcast is from the feature staff at the Austin American Statesman, and we're sponsored by Copenhagen Furniture. I'm Peter Blackstock, and in this week's episode, we focus on fatherhood. In the live music capital of the world, it's not uncommon for fathers who regularly play gigs in the clubs at night to be on dad duty during the morning and afternoon if their spouse has a full-time day job. We talked to two such daytime dads, Corey Baum, who plays urban country music as leader of Croy and the Boys, and Andrew Nolte, a pianist and pop music composer, who was our December 2018 Austin 360 Artist of the Month. First, let's hear from Corey, who sat down to chat with Austin 360 writer Deborah Sengupta-Stith in our studios a few days before Father's Day. It is almost Father's Day, and we are here to talk about your fatherhood experience. <laughs> so you take care of your baby during the day. Uh, how, how did Was that always going to be the plan when um, you and your wife decided to have a baby? Well, uh, I don't feel like we do a lot of planning, <laughs> so I wouldn't say it was part of the plan, but basically... Uh, we just did the math, and daycare is really expensive, and I was working kind of part-time as a landscaper and so basically i was earning about 200 bucks a month less than what daycare costs so we decided to save some money and have me retire and (laughs) just be a stay-at-home dad so um when uh when johnny was first born johnny's how old now he uh i guess yesterday he turned 17 months wow Mm -hmm. is he up and running definitely yeah. Yeah. So when uh when he was first born, um your wife probably had a little bit of a maternity leave, right? Yeah. And so did that give you a chance to kind of wet your feet? Had you ever had you spent a lot of time with babies before? No, absolutely not. I didn't even identify as someone who really cared about babies at all. <laughs> uh but um I mean, I guess it's biological. Just yeah. came to me, but uh yeah, I think my wife, I mean, it's, you know, if we're going to go there, it's criminal how much time she had off, which was like probably two or three months, I think. Right. Um, but that was it. And then she went back to work full time. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, her family was here a lot and my family came down. So the first few months were like lots of familial support and we were doing it together. Um, and so I felt, I was actually kind of anxious to just like uh, get to it on my own just to see how it was going to be and. So that first day, you weren't uh, you weren't panicked the first day that you were on your own with well, the baby? Well, my, my mom and dad were there the first day that I was alone. Right. <laughs> the first day I just went back. But the, I guess the very first day, no, I felt good. I was excited. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, I've approached the whole thing basically with the attitude that there are like six billion people on this planet. And if like, 
you know, however many of them have kids or, you know, 6 billion people have had kids so far or something like that, whatever. So I, if they can do it, I can do it. I feel like I'm at least in the top 50% maybe of humans on the planet. I don't know. <laughs> I would place you in the top 50% of humans on this planet. <laughs> I hope that's not uh, too bold to say. But. So how long did it take you to settle into kind of a routine of this is what we do? I don't think I have a routine really. Uh, but uh, yeah, so... Um, you know, I got a bunch of different parenting books and people recommended books to me. And so the the first kind of book series I got, it was very regimented and they had these like, you know, super structured, like recommended day plans. And it'd be like, wake up at seven, playtime seven to seven fifteen, eat seven fifteen to seven thirty five, you know, more playtime for like another 20. It's just like 20 minute blocks throughout the entire day. And I was, that was starting to stress me out. Cause I was like, Whoa, I don't, I don't even know how to keep track of time like that. And then, you know, and then I kind of realized it's like, well, I don't run my day like that. So I like, I'm sure that works if you're like a really structured person with a really like tight schedule. And so you just, you need to get your kid to fit into that for you, but I don't really need that. And I don't run my life like that. So I've just tried to personalize, I guess, parenting by running his life the way I run on my life, which is, uh, lots of alcohol and late nights. And <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, sort just of. yeah, <laughs> I'm sort of kidding. he doesn't drink yet. But um, yeah, I, I feel like um, we kind of wake up when we wake up, you know, and make sure he's getting enough sleep and enough food, obviously, and pay attention to him when he's hungry and when he's tired, and we're just gonna do it like that. Well, I wake up in the morning with my boots on, walk outside until the feet and sun. It's beating, but it's all I know. It's all I ever done. Come back home with my shoulders sore. What were some of the biggest challenges that you found? Well, one of the biggest ones was probably I just had never had a full-time job before. So <laughs> being committed to something 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. or whatever was like a huge challenge. Just having like a five-day-a-week yeah. <laughs> commitment like that. What about mornings? Were mornings hard? Yeah, um, I've been really lucky with him. We co-sleep, and so I just basically wake up when he wakes up, and sometimes he wakes up at 7 or so, but honestly, lots of mornings he wakes up at 9, 9.30 or 10 still. So um, we're talking about maybe doing some more daycare stuff in the near future, and all of that's going to have to change. Cause, <laughs> but, yeah, he's he's been real easy on me as far as the early mornings. We don't have a lot of them. So. Yeah, yeah. So um, what are what are some of your tricks? What are the, What are some of the, the things that you guys do during the day? Um, <clears throat> well, we do a lot of, uh, you know, basically we've got like the living room has a bunch of toys in it and then his room's got a bunch of toys in it. And I try to keep those separate. So we just kind of have like different play areas that we mess around in. So it feels like we're like doing different things. And then we go outside a lot. I got a big like covered carport area that we've got like a little basketball hoop for him and like a wagon and a tricycle and stuff like that. And then a big backyard with some balls in it. And then we go on walks in the neighborhood and there's a couple different playgrounds that are walkable. So we walked those and then I like running errands with them. Honestly. I mean, if, um, places like home Depot or like H E B even places with like big wide aisles and stuff, I like to let them down and just, you know, let I, them run loose in the home Depot. Definitely in the home Depot. Yeah. I do that <laughs> all the time. And, uh, <laughs> um, What's I mean, for me, the whole deal the is Depot. Like, you know, he likes pushing, they've got those big, weird, they're not like shopping carts, but they're like where you put like wood on them or something. Mm -hmm. he, he likes pushing those up and down. And those wood aisles are like giant, so wide. Right? They're awesome. Yeah, so we, <laughs> but basically it's like approaching everything as like, 
there's just not really a time, a time limit on it. So it's like, I'm not like trying to get in and out of HEB or Home Depot like I would if I was just on my own. So we just, whatever, just goof around in there for a while. <laughs> you know, we have all afternoon. So we goof around in there for a while. And then maybe if we're at the Mueller HEB, maybe we'll go over to Mueller Park after that. You know, just kind of, just trying to keep things playful and fun throughout the day. <laughs> yeah. So what is the most rewarding part for you? Oh, man. Um, well, I don't even know if you can, if I can like sum it up into a thing. It's just like such a profound, I just feel like there's like a depth to like my character, like myself as a person that happened like, you know, pretty quickly after he was born that like, I'm sure I would have gotten there without having a kid at some point, but it was just like immediate. It's like, whoa, I just feel like I'm like more grounded. I just see the world differently, you know, like, uh, I'm able to like accept and handle responsibility in a way that I struggled with probably before he was born. So, I mean, the, the personal rewards are just the personal growth that's taken place, I guess. And uh, what advice would you give to other dads who uh, are taking on the stay-at-home dad thing? Hmm. Well, I mean, the biggest challenge is probably still trying to run my music career, I guess, to the degree that I was running it before he was born. Um, and so I don't think I have advice on what to do with this yet but I'm what I'm struggling with is like definitely my best days are the days when I feel like I don't have anything to worry about on the computer or with my my music and so those are the days when I can really just focus on him so that's when I'm the happiest and when I'm doing the best job for him and so I would say maybe being able to clear your schedule like if you can you know because I mean like I feel like I'm a stay-at-home dad but I'm not like the traditional like my, my life is the home and right. like, you know, yeah. a homemaker necessarily, which is hard because the house doesn't get clean when it should sometimes because right. I'm like, as soon as he goes to take a nap, instead of folding laundry or something, I'm like answering emails or like just trying to pick up my guitar or something like that. So <laughs> I don't think that's advice. I don't know if I have any advice to give yet. Yeah. I'm still in the middle of it. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, um, in, are there any other places that you find are really fun to take Johnny in Austin? Hmm. I feel like I'm still like, uh, I haven't like fully explored all the kid options. I'm still like slowly putting stuff on my radar cause I just never paid attention to it obviously right. before. But, uh, I mean for me, I, Mueller park is like real close to us and I just love going there because there's just so much space and there's so many different things. I mean, we can walk around the water and look at the water, which is really fun. There are big fields. We can go kick balls in and do whatever. And then there's the playground, which is really fun. And lately I guess there's like, some sort of like summer school stuff that's hap that happens where they they bring those kids over to that playground so when we go there that playground sometimes is like hundreds of kids which is great like Johnny loves it it's really fun and you know him we both just sit there and watch everybody and he'll try to get involved and so we love it yeah so, cool cool yeah. well Corey thank you so much for coming to talk to us today we really appreciate my it. pleasure Okay, this is Peter Blackstock with Austin American Statesman, Austin 360, and I'm talking with Andrew Nolte. He's a musician in town, and he is also a father and has had this balance of his music career and being the father to a young son for, for, for many years now. How old is your son now? He just turned six. And so. his name is? Dr. Maximilian. <laughs> he's, he's, he is... Is set that what, up to be a Bond villain. Is that what's on his birth certificate? That's on Docs his birth certificate. Dr. Maximilian Gilbert Nolte. So <laughs> he, he refers to himself as Dr. Max, but I call him Dr. Millions. 
Um, and um, so did you know from the outset that you were going to be in this situation where where you were sort of the stay-at-home person and, and your wife was going to be working the day job? Or how did that, how did that develop? Not, no, we, we didn't plan that at all. We didn't plan anything. We never planned things. We just, life kind of happens. So she, she gave birth to Max, and I was going to just work a whole lot more shifts. And so I, I started working a lot of bar shifts at Chewy's and was just picking up doubles all the time. And she was going to be the stay-at-home mom. And then we were going to both go to part-time and try and juggle it. And... She got stir crazy at home, just did not want to be home having to keep up with all that stuff. And um, I'm more of the multitasker in the relationship anyway. And so what started is just a tag out to say, okay, I'm going to go back to work for a little while and you stay home for a little while. We both really liked the arrangement. And so we just stuck with it. It just, it worked better for us. And then magically it happened. So now I get to just play music all the time. Yeah. And how long ago was that, that you made that transition? He was only like six months old. So wow. like right out, right out the gate, we realized this wasn't working that way and switched the other way. And he's how old now? And now he's six. Yeah. So, so about five and a half years of, uh, of just doing this, right? juggling the, the time with Max and trying to get to gigs on time. Yeah. And, uh, how did that work out? Was it sort of immediately, Hey, this totally works for us. Or did you sort of have to sort of figure out how that was going to all fit together over the course of doing it for a couple oh, of we're, years we're still learning it yeah. it's, it's an active thing so every time a tour comes up it's a new adventure figuring out how are we going to handle child care or you know I, like right now i'm doing a theater show with andrea ariel and so we have tech week is this week and he's out of school and so he's he's been at rehearsals following the dancers choreography rolling around <laughs> on the ground and everything with them and and uh mimicking all of their movements and then he's got his tablet in the corner when we're playing stuff and he'll run up to me and ask me to fix something for him Got friends that I never met We stalk on the internet But I'm not even here It's just my avatar While I'm watching from afar The one thing that changed recently is that when he got old enough to go to school, that sort of shifted what your days were like, right? Oh, yeah. And so then I suddenly had a lot more time during the day, yeah. in the mornings. And you can't really go and get like, there's no job that's only in that little window of time between when he when a kindergartner is at school and when they get out kind of a thing. And so, um, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's, it's an interesting time play kind of a thing because you can't really work on a lot of musical projects that early in the morning either. And so, you know, I, I find, suddenly found myself really stir crazy and writing a lot more. So my mornings became like a lot of like musical catch up time when I had to learn a bunch of things or chart out, you know, whatever that week's gigs are. Or mm -hmm. if I, if I finally have a chance to make demos, that's my windows early in the morning. It's like coffee and demo time. Yeah. And, you know, I think we talked a little bit about this when I wrote about you a while back, but there was it was almost kind of a, a a bittersweet time when he started going to school, right? It was, Where you it was incredibly sad. It was. It was you know, the funny thing is, it was it was preschool that really broke me. It was, um, you know, realizing that all of this time that I had that was just one on one time with he and I all day it was suddenly whittled down to this this little window. You know, when I, when school's done with him, I get him after that. You know, and and it's finite. And that that big open time where we went to the park every day is suddenly like gone. Like. Now we have to fight for a chance when we have time to go to the park when it's not super crowded and we don't have to go to the grocery store and run errands or anything, you know. But there was this there's this really beautiful window in there where 
all day, every day. We could just go to the park. We just get up and go to the park. We want to go adventuring? Let's go do that, you know? I think uh, a lot of musician friends of mine are going through the same thing right now. In fact, I have current friends with children that are stay-at-home dads right now doing the exact same thing I just did and going through it all over again. So I'm kind of living vicariously through their adventure of getting no sleep and staying up all day, you know, with the kid after getting home at three in the morning from a gig and everything like that and getting to go out and adventure all day. Yeah, I think that's one of the interesting things here because Austin is such a music town that, you know, we're talking to you about this, but you're one example of a lot of people mm-hmm. who are in this situation for sure. It works out well because, you know, you can't do gigs. Gigs are a nighttime kind of a thing. And so you, you don't really usually have a day gig going anyway. So you're the prime candidate to line up and, and stay home and change diapers. <laughs> yeah. if it just makes sense. Uh-huh. And you talked about going to the park. Uh, are there specific places in Austin that you would always go or that you'd like to go? Like, what are your, we, like, secret hideaways there? We got obsessed with Catherine Fleischer Park, way up in North Austin. It's on Wells Branch, and it's gorgeous. Um, it, it, the, the, he, Max likes routines, and so he has a very specific, he's got to go first to the swing set, then to the clubhouse, then he's got to go run and play on the bridge, and then he's got to go run across the soccer field, then he's got to go to the sand pit. And so he has all of these, like, ritualistic patterns that take, like, an hour and a half at this park every single time we go. So when he describes it, he doesn't know the name is Catherine Fleischer. He just describes this list of activities. Like, can we go to the park where we can do all of these adventures and all this, you know, this myriad of options? And he, like, lists off all the things he's going to do. And then, you know, that was our thing every, every morning. Because you could go about 10 in the morning and it's super cool and breezy and then hang out till about noon and then go home and get lunch. And yeah. Fantastic way to start the day if you have the opportunity. Yeah, yeah that's great. These days are the best of my life. But these days are moving too fast I've never seen so much go so right There's only one thing that I ask Please, God, let me pause a bit I could spend forever like this Please let me Enjoy this while it lasts Before the moments pass What is the most, uh, what's, what's been the most rewarding thing of that experience of being a stay-at-home dad for you? The most rewarding? I think my favorite thing that I've learned about myself and my favorite thing about the whole experience is how incredibly rewarding it is to be humbled. Um, it's, it's incredibly satisfying emotionally uh, to to realize that you're not the center of the universe and to make somebody else the center of the universe and to be able to stop caring so much about your ambitions or wants and to really, really just take joy in seeing, you know, how simple you can make somebody else's day brighten up, you know? Like something as simple as going to a park and getting to do all of these activities. Yeah. He's, he's glowing for the rest of the day, you know. I can't, there's nothing you can do that'll make me that happy anymore, you know. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, like, but, but watching him does it, you know. And it, it, it changes now because he's, I mean, he's probably in grade school at this mm-hmm. point, right? And, yeah, he's going to first grade uh, after, in fall. And so you have maybe a little less time than even when the preschool thing was taking some of the time. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you feel about that? Do you understand or just accept that this is part of the whole growing up and parenthood phase? Um, I mean, I, I accept it, but I'm not happy. <laughs> it's still it's still a constant struggle of, you know, trying to make the most of the time we've got. So we're, you know, looking, we're already planning like our, 
our summer uh, getaways and everything, and he's listing off, well, we got to go here, we got to go there, and like, well, that's going to have to be next summer, you know, like, we can't, you can't do Disneyland just on a whim. It's not, he doesn't understand the concept of, like, how far it really is, you know. He keeps telling, I tell him, you got to save up for Disneyland, that's expensive. He says, well, we can, I can find money, we got money, look, I've got a, I've got a piggy bank, we can, we can use my change. It's not, <laughs> it's beautiful, but it's not enough to go to Disneyland, buddy. Right. Um, on the upside, it, it probably has maybe given you a little more time to do more musically. You, your first record came out last year and you have another one coming out soon. Uh, has that been sort of an upside of this is that that creative outlet is more available? Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's both really inspiring, you know, every day there's, there's, there's something different and subtle that like kind of moves me in a poignant way that I feel like writing about. So that's really good. And the other thing is that the timing works out really well. That's I, I do a lot of studio sessions in the morning. Like we'll go and we're, well, I've gotten from like ten to two. I can go in there and we can knock these parts out. Then I can run over and get Max, and then we spend the afternoon together before I've got to go to the evening gig, kind of a thing. Yeah. So we've we've gotten to this this rhythm of doing a lot of early morning studio sessions and then going and getting lunch, kind of a thing. So it works out well. And there's some. I mean, these things influence each other. I know some of what you write about is inspired by by your son. Oh yeah. How many how many songs have you written that you feel like? were kind of directly about him or or wouldn't have happened without him. Even even if it's not directly about him, I think that most of them are um influenced by him. Like like mm-hmm. the the songs that I choose to to develop or take to the next level and then play in public or play in the band that I don't that don't just sit at the piano with me and the family are the ones that the family reacts to. You know, so if if my wife likes a song or if Max likes a song, it's suddenly there, you know. Like I'll write a lot of things just as a joke and then he'll get really attracted to a lyric and he keeps singing that one lyric over and over again. Like, well, now it has to be a song. Guess it's going to be on the record, you know? Right. We have a, I was making a joke about, you know, how the current political climate makes me think of Mary Poppins and like, you kind of have to take a spoonful of sugar with every lie to be able to get through the day with the news. And um, so I was singing, you know, singing something about a um, sugar with medicine and he thought it was hilarious. And so now I've got a new song called Sugar with Medicine. (laughs) Thanks, Max. That's our show. Thanks for listening. And thanks to our sponsor, Copenhagen Furniture. Check out the Austin 360 Instagram and Facebook for more about life in Austin. And talk to us on Twitter. We're at LoveAustin360. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other people find our podcast. I Love You So Much, the Austin 360 podcast, is a production of the feature staff at the Austin American Statesman. This episode was produced by Alyssa Vidalis. Our theme music is from local band Hard Proof, which you should definitely check out at some point at hardproofmusic.com. You can find everything you ever wanted to know about this show and its contributors at austin360.com slash loveaustin360. And if you want to pitch an idea for the show or give us feedback, shoot us a note at loveaustin360 at statesman.com. We couldn't do this show without you, dear listeners, and we can't thank you enough for lending us your ears, your comments, and your world's best dad mugs. Until next week, we'll see you jamming in the clubs to your favorite dad rock band.
Since 1983, Copenhagen Modern Furniture has showcased Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories. Now, at Copenhagen, save $500 on any stressless signature or leg comforter recliner model. For more ways to save, shop online at copenhagenliving.com or visit the showroom on Breaker Lane. Copenhagen Modern Furniture, Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary since 1983.